Welcome to the Encompassing Podcast, the show where two lifelong friends talk about things that lifelong friends talk about. I'm Vera, and this is Pearson, and this is our second episode. We're, uh, I, I feel like we hit it out of the park last time, uh, but I will say I showed the I showed the last episode to my girlfriend, specifically the podcast or the the bracket part, and Salt and Pepper won. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I was like, who do you think won the best duos? And she was like, ah, I don't know. And I was like, well, it was Salt and Pepper. She was like, you're telling me out of everybody, Salt and Pepper won? She thought that, that we picked the rapper duo, Salt and Pepper. So <laughs> I ran into the same thing, the exact same thing. Um, I was like, you know, Salt and Pepper won. And they're like, Salt and Pepper beat Tom and Jerry. And I was like, you know, Salt and Pepper and then I, I like explain, it's like, you know, we did mac and cheese and ketchup and mustard. Like we did other food things, burger and fries. Um, I think the consensus was it took some convincing to under, people, my friends, to understand why salt and pepper won. But I think they could see it. I also think that a lot of them agree with me, Shaggy and Scooby should be Tom and Jerry just because they actually work together. But then there were other people that agree with you. So like I, I've, I've got mixed results across the board about that. Um, I think... I did get a lot of agreement that PB&J probably should have been closer to the end. But then I had people be like, I hate jelly. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I think salt and pepper is a strong choice. I think salt and pepper was a strong choice. I think, I think if anybody should have won, it should have been salt and pepper. But uh, I guess we'll get into, you know, the, the main meat of this podcast. Uh, any, any specific, you know, things going on with you in port of importance? Got my Christmas shopping done. Um Went uh, went shopping with my grandmother and got it all done at a relatively inexpensive. And she's like, so what do you want to go get? And I was like, Grandma, I have no ideas. I just wanted to go to the store and look around and I'll find stuff. And it worked. And it was scary for a second because she's because like, I couldn't find anything. But we went to a few stores and I was able to got all my shopping done, bought all six, seven presents that I needed to for the people I had to because um, I'm a broke college kid. I ain't got much money anyway. So but got all done, got all wrapped. So. I think I'm ready for the holidays. Um, finally, you know, a few days in advance. This this will be released on Thursday. It's just three days before Christmas. But, you know, got it done a week ahead of time. So that's nice. How about you? Uh, I, I've always been a, a master procrastinator. So yes. I still don't have my it, – it is less than a week until uh, Christmas, and I still don't have all my Christmas shopping done. And the worst part about doing that is I get into, like, all the little shops uh, and just – it's crowded and yes. it, it's awful. We were at Target and the line was like all the way back through the cosmetic section into the cleaning supplies section. Because mm. we were like looking and that was the last section we were hitting. And I was like, all right, grandma, we gotta go in line. I said, oh, she said, oh. <laughs> and then, so she stood there while I went and looked for more stuff because since we had time. Um, I mean, that's who that is awful. The other ones weren't so bad, but like books a million and, uh, I forget where else we went, but Academy, Hobby Lobby, but Target was Target was rough. Target was a lot of people, and I was like, Grandma, this is where we're supposed to go during the week on a weekday. But yeah, um, I mean, I just don't. The, my biggest pet peeve with shopping, especially during like big gifting times around like Christmas and stuff like that, is why are there seventeen hundred cash registers and there's three people working. That is one thing. At, at Target, they had all the cat. Now, at the other stores, Academy, Hobby Lobby, not necessarily, but uh, Target, they appeared to have almost all of them working. And then I had people, they were like, 
people lining up for the self-checkout. But I'm like, y'all realize the self-checkout line is like three times as long as these other smaller lines. Like, why are you doing that to yourself? But it is what it is. Yeah, holidays coming up. Exciting, stressful, but going to get through it. And then I, <laughs> and it's raining and drizzly, you know. Uh, it, it hasn't been, hasn't been uh, snowing. Christmas-y. And it hasn't been sunshiny either. Like it's it's the absolute worst. It's cold and it's rainy. Um, I don't mind the cold. And I don't mind the rain. But when at the same time, it's just miserable. Yeah, I can agree with that. I think the worst part about Christmas for me is, you know, since I'm since I'm living with my girlfriend, we have two sets of like Christmases to go to. Yeah. Um, plus, you know, both of our parents are divorced, and so, I mean you you've got yeah. four sides of the family to go see so on christmas eve i think we're hitting let's see we're hitting about four christmas eve get togethers and then two or three christmas day get togethers um and, and her family lives you know uh two to three hours away depending so <laughs> we're getting uh we'll be we'll be driving i remember last year um we drove all the way to where she, we drove three hours to where she is, um, hung out with her family, then drove, you know, two hours to where the other side of her family lived. And then at nighttime on Christmas Eve, drove back to back to see my family. And it is uh, it's so stressful. Well, see, I, and, and my, my parents are still together and I still for just my dad's side of the family have to have something on Christmas Eve, something on Christmas Day. and. Then I have two things with my mom um, that same time and then her family. So I got four things on my side of the family and and they're still together. So like we're all going to the same things and it's like we're see- and two of them are with the same people. Like I don't know why we had to do, <laughs> but it's all right. I love my family. I'll give them hugs and, and take their money for Christmas and stuff. So it'll be all right. You know, money is the ultimate dream for Christmas. Money is the ultimate. Mom's so like, sure. I, mom said, I don't want to wrap money three times for you for christmas morning and i was like but i want you to wrap money for me three times for i mean so you could wrap it all in one if you want but i I need money mom i gotta pay the bills she's like give me something that you would that you wouldn't buy for yourself i was like if i wouldn't buy it for myself then i don't want it right so it's such a it it, people don't want to give you money but at the end of the day like my main stressors are money yeah so i'm and and I know if I want to go buy something, I, I don't like last year. I I asked for a gift. I guess I'm not going to say what in case that relative is listening. I asked for a gift, and they got it for me. It's not what I wanted. It should have happened twice. Two of my gifts last year. It 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 kind of was what I asked for, but it was completely not what I wanted. Um, right. and so since then I have bought both those gifts on my own and have the other two just as backups I guess like it's like just right. I can go buy my own stuff that's why I hate Dirty Santa too Dirty Santa's the dumbest oh, thing yeah. because I go buy a five to ten dollar gift that I actually think is kind of cute and it's niche and even though it's something I wouldn't use it's it's at least something I would be interested in having and then I end up coming home with a copy of God's Not Dead or something like on DVD and it's like when now I could go buy a DVD player for even one to watch this movie, you know? Right. Yeah, no, I definitely get that. It's, uh, I, I think the biggest thing for me is 
if it's relatively inexpensive, you know, under, you know, like a hundred dollars or under, then I've probably already bought it for myself. Exactly. But if it's, you know, 200 plus dollars, the things that I really, really need, my family's not going to get that for me because we're not made of money. <laughs> I and, told my and, mom that she's like, well, can you tell me something that you would use, but you wouldn't buy it for yourself. I said, everything that I would use that I want, but I won't buy for myself is because it costs too much money. And so you're not going to go out and buy those things. It's not, there's nothing like I would never buy that for myself, but if someone else bought it for me, I'll use that $20, you know, coffee mug like that. That doesn't, I'll go buy the $20 mug if I want the mug. Right. So, right. Yeah, I, exactly. I think the, the way that I usually do Christmas presents, especially, you know, because I'm not, you know, I'm not buying everybody $200, $300 Christmas presents. And I have like a bunch of people to buy Christmas presents for is you go for funny. Yeah. You always like funny never loses because although they might just leave it on a shelf, they'll remember it. I think, I think I got my, uh, my sister's girlfriend, a farmer's almanac uh for for her birthday and i told her you know she was like why did i get a farmer's almanac and i was like i I don't know but she thought it was funny and so now every time she says i was like well you can figure out in the farmer's almanac i end up uh every christmas i don't i don't know if i buy many funny gifts i used to um i have i can buy actual gifts they enjoy but like my dad i never know what to get him so I always just get him a book that I want to read because we read similar books. And I'm like, I wouldn't, I want to read that book, but I'm not supposed to be spending money on books, Barrett. I told my grandma I wasn't supposed to go on Books a Million alone because I always walk out of there with three books for myself and not for what I came in there for. And I have like right. 140 books to read and they're all just like lying in the shelves and all this. But my dad, I was like, oh, it's a Christmas present. So I can buy it for him and I can always read it because now he owns it. And so I always just I, buy I, him a book that I want to read. <laughs> I think I have the opposite problem where every time I go and book a million for a book, I always come out with like a Harry Potter mug or something like something, oh, yeah. something dumb like that. Oh, I buy that stuff too. It don't, it's, it's not just books I come out there with, but I literally back at my girlfriend's birthday, I told the, the, the girl at the counter was like, Hey, did you find everything? All right. I was like, no. And she's like, what, how can I help you? And I was like, I came here to buy my girlfriend a book. I realized I don't know what book to buy her and I'm still spending $65. Like, how did that happen? She's like, yeah, and I work here. And I was like, that was no help. It's, it's pretty difficult to do all those, but uh, is there any, you know, like current topics? So are there any current news topics that you feel like you want to talk about? Anything that you want to, you know, hit on? Um, so, I mean, I think we, we could talk about Elon Musk a little bit. Um, right. So Elon Musk took over Twitter several months ago. He's been kind of running his day-to-day operations. You had the whole big thing with like firing a bunch of people, people not wanting to work for him. And then other people getting hired on that wanted to work for him. Like I can never figure out if they do or do not want to work for him. But basically Twitter has been, uh, as far as a business standpoint has been running into some issues. And so as far as day-to-day operations. And so they, he put out a poll as asked, should I continue on as the, what was it? As like the president or something? As, as the owner, I believe. Well, I think, I don't think he was planning on selling. Let me look up. Elon Musk. Yeah, but basically, I saw it last out, night. He put out this poll 
that was asking whether or not he should stay on. And because of that, see, should I step down as head of Twitter? So just head of, that's all he, that's all he worded it as head of. So I would assume that means day-to-day operations. I doubt he's selling it. He made a huge investment. He's not going to sell. Currently sits at 57.5% that have voted yes. Actually, I guess it ends after a certain time, right? Oh, yeah, that's the final results. Yep. 17.5 million people voted, Barrett. 17 and a half million people voted for Elon to, uh, and 57 and a half percent of that voted for Elon to step down as head of Twitter. So we were kind of, I mean, I think Elon's a smart man. Um, I think he did a lot to advance Tesla and to advance SpaceX and obviously PayPal and other stuff that he created and then sold. Um, he did not create Tesla or SpaceX. I was just mentioning them as things he's ran. Um, but something's not going right at Twitter. And so I, I think I agree that he should step back and just as like a he could, he's still owner and he's still going to have sway and influence when you own the freaking company. Right. And right. You own that large stock, you know, all that many board seats. But if he takes a step back, maybe things come uh, like come to an even keel and kind of level out. Now, you said you voted for him to stay on or to. Uh, I I really I voted for him to step down not because uh, of any of my opinions I just voted yes because I hate when people ask opinions on the internet and so I'll usually like there were a few people under his tweet that are like uh should should my dog be the new president of of Tesla and I was like yeah I voted no and somebody was like should I step down as the as the lead of the head writer of this, this, this. And I said, yes, uh, it wasn't really because of any standpoint that I have, but more just because it, it's funny. Some people like to watch the world burn. Yeah. I, 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 I just Classic. thought it was a little funny, but we yeah. go, uh, I think it's, it, it's a interesting move to do something like that. Uh, as far as Elon Musk, because he knows that you got a good half of the people that are going to see your, tr- your tweets that absolutely hate you. And then you got half of them that absolutely love you. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a popularity poll basically. And, and I don't understand, like, why would I, and you maybe you can explain this to me. Why would I follow and look at Elon Musk tweets? If I dislike Elon Musk, Anyone in general, I, mean, I know that the news puts them out there, but so think of someone less at, like big, at, like Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro's tweets aren't on the news, right? Right. But if I don't like Shapiro or I don't like Rachel Maddow, like why would I go and look at their tweets? Is it like some kind of masochism to where like just like being angry? It, I think it is. I really do. Um I, I, you know, I'm online a little bit and I I post, you know, just, just random things Mm -hmm. Um, like on Reddit, I'm on the cult subreddit. And I said, I I posted something that was like, yeah, like uh, about the draft, blah, 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 blah. Should we do this? And some guys like, this is so annoying. Like, why would you even, I see this every day. And I was like, so why don't you just 
ignore it. And like, why do you have to let people know that you're upset about it? Yeah. If you're upset about it, then, then leave it alone. Don't, don't mess with that thing. Why would you keep following and, and listening and looking at and paying close attention to something that, that angers you. That angers you. I mean, not to not stay informed on issues, but if, if someone's opinions are angering you, stop reading their opinions, right? If you're not going to agree with them, they're not going to sway you in any way. Speaking of, I don't want to get too far ahead in our show here, but uh, are, are you mad at the Colts' performance on Saturday? Ooh, okay. So th- <laughs> this is... This is a big thing. Um, I think we can we can get to the to the bulk of it when we get to talking about sports yeah, a little yeah. more. I think there's one more news topic I want to hit on, but um, I'm disappointed. Um, I I can't be angry because of of how we performed in the past, but I am disappointed to to have that happen. It's but, just uh, so funny as a Falcons fan to hear all the cult. I mean. I, you talking about how Matt Ryan was going to help you much better than Carson Wentz. And I, I get that he was injured part of the season and it's the whole team effort. It's not just him had coaching turnover, but for him to now be part of not only the most infamous comeback in in, in NFL history, the 28 to three in the Super Bowl, but now to be part of the largest comeback on the wrong side of both. I just laugh because I've never, I was never a fan of Matt Ryan. Um, or his playing style and and so many other Falcons fans our friend was that's also a Falcons fan and he talks about all the time but then he was also happy we were putting in Desmond Ritter and he did terrible but we're getting ahead of ourselves first we're going to talk about uh Sam Bankman freed right right is it freed is freed it's spelled like fried pretty sure it's freed Sam Bankman freed is that is I believe like kind of how you like it's like I don't know, but Atlanta's pitcher Max Freed, same way. Also had a professor right. that this semester, last name Freed. Nice. Well, I uh, I've been reading into into this. I've been looking at a lot of the you know Sam Bateman Freed FTX. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like rundown of this, he owns this this big you know corporation FTX. Uh, basically, you know. Bitcoin or not Bitcoin, but like, uh, like cryptocurrency. And he's, you know, basically being the medium between the cryptocurrency and the people is what his business is all about. He's a broker, basically. Essentially. And, you know, he's got a lot of money going through, um, and his terms of service says in, in the terms of service of when you sign up for this is we will not trade we will not mess with your money. We won't move it to other accounts ever. We won't do that. And especially these people that, that didn't sign up for it. And there are people, there, there's, there's a little more risky side to it where you could sign up um, to have your investments moved around for you and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But the people that just signed up for like basic, you know, I just the, want the some Dogecoin. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, they, the, the terms of service says we will not mess with your money, but almost it was shown that almost all of that money was being moved 
to another company. I started with an A. I don't really remember what it is, but it was being moved to this other company, you know, and Sam Bankman Freed was at the head of this operation. Um, and the more that the more that comes to life about this, the more sketchy it seems like his uh, his chief regulatory officer, I believe, um, is someone that was also involved in a poker scandal in an online poker scandal um, where some players were given this ability to see the other players cards and win money like that. Um, and he he was also involved in that. And, you know, he was the one that protected the the head of that. And so, I mean, if you are going to be a scumbag, mm-hmm. if you're going to be somebody that's that's, you know, scamming people or screwing people over, uh, I think somebody that has already covered a scumbags back in the past is going to be a good, uh, you know, a good person to pick and he he has been playing dumb you could say um he had this he had this rivalry with another company just like ftx Mm -hmm. uh owned owned by a guy that he pretty much hated and the guy ended up buying ftx or at least said he was going to buy ftx i'm not sure if it uh if it went through or what happened with that but everybody's money is gone um ftx was in debt and they Mm -hmm. you they were scampering around to to try to you know be able to pay off all their debts trying to you know cover their own butts essentially and so you know it's just sam bankman freed is playing dumb He's playing like innocent, like he didn't know any of this was going on. But how can you not? You know, and well, he's currently hiding, you know, outside of the US jurisdiction. Now, that is the the important thing, I think, um, as of the 19th, which would have been that's Monday, right? Monday, that his lawyers and uh US officials and Bahama officials inch closer to him being transferred into US custody, according to the Wall Street Journal. So it looks like he's going to come back to the U.S. and will face um, charges here, probably. And so it, it despite him playing innocent and um, such, right. like you said, he, he will face some charges for, I mean, ruining people's lives and livelihoods, savings. Luckily, I mean, this is... you don't ruin a I say luckily. I mean, it's, it's terrible, but normally you hear about like, you know, a 67-year-old losing all their retirement money. I don't know how many 67-year-olds are playing in cryptocurrency. So maybe that's a silver line. Uh, more and more people are, are getting this. And this is, I mean, this is a textbook Ponzi scheme yeah. that he's running. He's he's just pumping something artificial and using the that money for his own goods. And he even, he went into an interview um, with this guy uh, this YouTuber that I watch, CoffeeZilla. And basically, you know, in, in, in CoffeeZilla's, like, before the interview, he, he called Sam Bankman-Fried out. And he was like, what you're doing is a Ponzi scheme. He basically said something about, you know, this box that may or may not have something in it. And once everybody, you know, pumps up this box, then it gains value 
and blah blah blah. And he he just described a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, straight um, up. And people just don't, you know, know stuff like that. But Copyzilla interviewed him and was really hitting hard on, you know, did you or did you not tell people that their money would not be moved into other accounts and the big thing that he always says is he's like, well, you know, I don't know because I wasn't on that side of it, but if I had to wager a guess or if I had to just shot in the dark, something like that, um, just, just textbook language of, of someone who's hiding something, um, you know, trying to, trying to take the blame off himself. Uh, but I mean, the, the scam, it, it ruined some people and, What's his name? The guy from Shark Tank, Mr. Wonderful. Oh, Kevin O'Leary. Kevin O'Leary backed Sam Bankman free. There was a few um I was watching, I was sitting in a restaurant eating with my grandmother when I was going Christmas shopping. And, and uh specific news channel. Um, celebrities that backed FTX. Kevin O'Leary, I think it was one, Tom Brady, I want to say Shaq, and maybe two others. But it's like Yes, they backed them, but I have more sympathy for people that were duped by a Ponzi scheme than I do for the orchestrator of the Ponzi scheme. Well, we could. This is the thing about Kevin O'Leary that was bad. After it all came out that Sam Bankman Freed was a scumbag and that he was essentially stealing people's money, um, Kevin O'Leary was asked, you know, would you back this guy again? And he said, absolutely. Um, I believe he's one of those smart, like Kevin O'Leary has not stopped praising this guy. You know, he was a paid, uh, whatever you call it. He was paid to, to promote FTX. And I mean, he says that he, he would do it again. Um, yikes. Yeah. And that, I mean, coming from the guy who has a show all about making business decisions, yeah, and, and smart investments and stuff. People people like to listen. Speaking of, at, if you don't mind, I'm gonna transition a right. news alert. Um, as of a few minutes ago. Um, speaking of billionaires and their investments, Matt Ishbia, who's the CEO of United Wholesale Mortgage, um, right. is finalizing a deal to purchase the Phoenix Suns, the National Basketball Association team. Um. From Robert Sarver. And Robert Sarver is the one that's been under federal investigation for a toxic workplace, basically, um, berating of employees and, and all this just from uh, all across the board and all levels of his workplace. And so they are finalizing a deal to buy the Phoenix Suns, who is actually like a, a championship contending team two years right. ago. They were in, they were fighting for the NBA championship. That was two years ago, right? Uh, was it not? It was, yeah, it was two years ago. Last year was Warriors. Celtics, last year was the Celtics and Warriors. Yeah, for previous year was the Bucks and uh, Suns. Suns. So it's looking like it's going to be in the ballpark of four billion dollars. Wow, four billion dollars. Now, obviously, I mean, gonna... good. A billion is inconceivable to me. Like... Yes, I know. Like if you were to get one dollar every second, your life would end before you hit a billion. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy. 
And four billion dollars is a lot. Like you said, I mean, it's a lot of money, and that's four times a billion. I mean, that's four billion dollars. The funny thing is, like, he's gonna make money off this deal. Like that's why he's doing it. He's not doing it to right. lose money. He's not just doing it because he likes the Suns. He's doing it because he thinks he's gonna make money. He's gonna sell it for four. He's gonna sell it for five in a few years, or he'll or it he'll right. bring in revenue of some sort and stuff like that. Like. That's why they make these investments. Four billion dollars. Four billion is a lot. I I was listening to an interview with uh, wow. I'm just blank blanking on all these Shark Tank members. Uh, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. Like I got Mark you now. Cuban. Yeah. So I was listening to an interview with Mark Cuban the other day. He said he bought the Phoenix Suns or not the Phoenix Suns. He bought Dallas the, the Dallas Mavericks. Um with the money that he made from his original startup business that he made from about $8,000. He, he wanted to watch Indiana basketball games or he wanted to be able to listen to Indiana basketball games when he wasn't in Indiana. So he was basically started the first streaming services yep, yep. and it, it ended up becoming, you know, you could watch the Indiana basketball games without being in Indiana. And then, you know, it, it, it he en- ended up selling that, that much. And he, you know, sold the company. And with that, he bought the Dallas Mavericks. And it wasn't anywhere near a billion at that point. No, and he, he is, it is now a several you know, billion. They've won an NBA championship. They have one of the largest brands, um, which is eat, which is something fun, funny because, like, in Texas, you should be able to make that large brand. That's how Texas look at the Cowboys, you right. know, even the Rangers. Or the Astros, right? Make this large brand, and so he's kind of done that with the Mavericks. It's been really cool, but I think it's a good transition into sports. Uh, I mean, again, four billion. <laughs> I, I'm trying to wrap my brain around four billion dollars. So, yeah, I, I'm trying to wrap my brain around a million dollars. To be honest with <laughs> yes, you, yes, yes. So, uh, the NBA NBA is just starting out um, its season. Um, no real big headline. I mean, you got a few sparse injuries here and there, but no one that I can think of that's out for the whole season. It's like a big deal. Um, kind of what you're expecting with an 80 game season is you don't really know much 20 something games in. Right. Um, but their football is the one going full swing. Hockey's the same way. Hockey's just started out, but football's the one going full swing. Um, and NFL, is coming down to people starting to clinch, right? Um, we saw the Cowboys clinch, even though they lost this week. Um, we saw the, the, the Vikings clinch. The yes, Vikings clinch. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's hit on that. So we we talked a little bit uh, about Matt Ryan. I caught the last two minutes and then overtime. I didn't catch the beginning of the game. I was Christmas shopping. So, I mean, tell me what happened succinctly so, okay so, so i watched the entire game <laughs> i usually don't watch the entire game it usually gets to halftime at least this season it usually gets to halftime and then i get tired of losing and just turn it off and you're blowing my um, water at halftime right and so we're sitting there and uh you know it, it's all defense and special teams don't let the score fool you okay um we were doing okay on offense, but but I don't want anyone to think that our offense was churning out anything efficient. 
all season, our offense has been extremely inefficient. Our offensive line has been particularly bad. Um, Matt Ryan just can't get what he needs to get done. I mean, yeah, Matt Ryan was 19 for 33, 182 yards, one touchdown. Um, Did all that come in the first half, basically? All of that. Is Michael Pittman the only one that can catch on y'all's team? He has 10 receptions. The next three highest people have two. uh, Yeah, Michael Pittman is is a great young, you know, star. I think uh, Alec Pierce is also a great young star. They're both big physical. Um, but you, if you don't have a O-line that gives your quarterback time to throw to them, you can't really do much. And I've seen all season, it's just two runs, mm-hmm. one short pass that doesn't go for anything or a pass that goes for an incompletion and just a, just a you know, steamy pile of crap. It, it just three and outs, three and outs, three and outs, three and outs. Uh, our defense and special team is are they're getting tired of being on the field. And about you know after that Vikings first touchdown, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I might as well turn this game off now. The Vikings are coming back. There's nothing we can do to stop them. We I aren't going to score. And that was that was seven minutes into the third quarter, right? It wasn't I, even like they started right after halftime. They had a quarter and a half to score. 33 points to tie. They ended up giving up another field goal. So then it was 36 points to tie. And they were still able to. Kirk Cousins, who I'd started in fantasy this week, had negative 0.3 fantasy points at halftime. He ended right. up with 32 fantasy points. Right. And the uh, Colts KJ defense Osborne. is good. Colts defense is good. I, I all season they've been good. It's just like you said, the offense is won't let them get off the field. Right. You can't sit there and you cannot. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you have the best cardio in the world. You're not sitting down there in the trenches running around the field for an entire game and not, you know, letting some things happen. Yeah. You're, you can't do that, especially if, you know, it's three and out from the Colts. You get back on, make a stop, three and out from the offense. And then you have to get back, try to make a stop. It wears on you. And – it wore on them this week, and I they're extremely disappointed. Um, but, you know, I, I, for one, as a Colts fan, I'm just hoping for the rebuild. I'm hoping that, you, you know, honestly, I'm, I, I always want to root for my team, but I'm kind of hoping that we lose out, get a high draft pick. Uh, funnily enough, though, we still could get into the playoffs. Yeah. Well, AFC South, the Titans have not been as locked down. Um, this year they had no receivers I mean who's Ryan Tannehill throwing to and Ryan Tannehill has been playing through injuries and this last week they lost to the Chargers um, let's look at some of these games from last week uh, because I think that that'll kind of get us into those other topics like we were just talking about and kind of evaluate our picks I wrote down some of our picks but I think we can just remember um, I ended up going Seahawks because they're gonna be in Seattle the 49ers won against the Seahawks Brock Purdy Talk about another team that clinched. Didn't the 49ers clinch this week, playoff berth? I want to say they did. I'm like 88% positive. And so um, Brock Purdy fighting through an oblique injury, mystery relevant, last pick of the NFL draft, um, goes in, they win, they beat the Seahawks 21-13. to 13. Um, 49ers defense has been lights out, Barrett. Like the last right. seven weeks they've given up like – something under 20 points in the second halves combined. Right. 
it's I want to say I called that, but I don't I don't remember. I think, you, I I think you did. I think uh that or I convinced you one of the two. I was listening and uh let me see, I did I did do these early games, and so uh you know you called Seahawks. I convinced you the Seahawks would win and uh uh you tricked yeah. me. Gotcha. But, and we both called I mean, Vikings. Yeah, we both call Vikings. Vikings somehow make the largest comeback in NFL history. Matt Ryan's on the wrong side of history again. Do you want to dwell on this anymore, or is it hurting your soul? Uh, I mean, I, I'm just going to say I would have been happy to be wrong about the Vikings winning, but <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, lost. Let's let's get a good quarterback in the draft, I guess. I did call this uh, one. Browns I Ravens. I think we both called the Browns. Um, yeah, because – we, I, I told you that you know Lamar Jackson wasn't going to play, and it was going to be Tyler Huntley instead, and Deshaun Watson. Even though Deshaun Watson did not have the game I was expecting to have, I thought he would come in a little bit more into form. Thirteen three win in Cleveland. I think we both called that. We both right. called the Bills being the Dolphins. Did you see the end of that game? I didn't. Okay, so I think I was Dol- still mourning. Dolphins have um, come back. They were down at, uh, throughout the game. They kind of make a little comeback. You know, two was lighting them up with uh, Tyree Kill. They score. They go up by a touchdown. And then the they're kind of doing good. They're, they got to Josh Allen a few times, and then the snow starts to stick. And when the snow right. starts to stick, the bills go off. They proceed to march down the field. Josh Allen makes a huge 20-something, 30-something yard run that sets them up in the red zone and they score the final touchdown and win the yeah. game. I mean, you, yeah. Do you that see the videos of the Bills of, uh, players having the snowball fights with the fans? Yeah, I saw <laughs> that. Uh, it it kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, in, in history, Napoleon and Hitler both trying to invade Russia. And then that winter comes. Uh, yeah. And then that winter comes, you, you know, you're from Miami and especially Tua, who's from Alabama, where, you know, you don't see snow that often. And he was from Going Hawaii to, before he came to Alabama. <laughs> right. You're not seeing you're not seeing snow like this. I remember when I went to the Colts-Bills game last year. Um, it was, you know, it was kind of snowing. It didn't stick. But the worst part was, you know, sleet. It was just cold rain the entire time. I don't think I've ever been so cold. And being from – you know, a, you know, down south, warmer place, it, it was incredibly difficult to be in. And I can only imagine what it would be like to run around in that with your lungs burning and, you know, yeah. things like that. Uh, but other than that, Eagles, see, or Eagles Bears. Uh, you got it wrong. I, I got it wrong. I chose the Bears. But honestly. Yeah, uh, I'm, closer than I expected. Closer than I expected. Right. I do think worth mentioning more than the game, which the Eagles won 25-20. I think it's worth mentioning that Jalen Hurts is injured, um, sprained his shoulder. Don't know how long he's going to be out. We're thinking maybe one, two weeks, or he may be able to go this next week. But there's definitely an injury looming there. Immediately, Vegas picked up on this. I was reading a graphic that's saying, like, the odds for NFL MVP, Patrick Mahomes became the front runner right after the news was announced. The odds for the Eagles to make the Super Bowl – um went from like plus 400 to plus 600 or something crazy or plus 100 plus 400 something like that and the odds for them the the point spread against the cowboys the cowboys were a one-point favorite they're now a six-point favorite um for this next week so jalen hurts 
obviously plays a big role in that offense, despite what Micah Parsons is saying, which is they could do it without Jalen Hurst. I guess we might see this week. We might see Gardner Minshew and see if they can Ooh. do it without Jalen Hurts. Is he really the MVP? Man. Or is that I love just Gardner that Minshew. good? Me too, yeah. man. Love him. I love Gardner Minshew. I think I think he's a great guy. I think he's a, a decent quarterback. Obviously, he's no, you know, he's no Joe Montana. He's not running, he's not really, you know, making huge plays, but I love his his worth work ethic. Uh he's gotten to play on a good bit of teams. Uh, but I think the Eagles can still do it, in my opinion. I really do. Um, it's going to be hard. You're going to have, you know, not as much as of a rushing threat from Jalen Hurts, uh, but you have receivers. A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, uh, what, K.J. Hamler? Is that who it is? No, K.J. Hamler's with the Broncos. Not K.J. Who is, the, who is their other one? He's got some name kind of like that. Uh, for the Eagles? Yeah, who's their third receiver? I forget what his Quez name Watkins? is. Kenneth. Yeah, Quez Watkins. That's Kenneth who Campbell's I was thinking about. Back. Yeah, Quez Watkins. Quez Watkins was who I was thinking of. I would, All I could come up with yeah. was Sammy Watkins, and Sammy Watkins just got released. So I was like, it's not him. Maybe the Colts will pick him up. Um, but, yeah, I think they can still do it. They got Micah Parsons. They've got, they've got elite players on that team, you know, okay. back and forth. Uh, Lions Jets. I think we both called that. Uh, yeah, we did. Significant there. I, I, I mean, the Jets moved further away from playoff contention. Um, they were kind of sitting on that cusp. Now the Lions are sitting on the cusp in the NFC. So that's cool. I do think. I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on some of these games because then we got to get to maybe talk about next week's games and then our fun bracket for today. I'm super excited about. Um, but. I think it's worth noting at the very end of that game that Robert Sala did not Sala did not use the timeouts effectively. Um, right. I don't know if you saw this. So we're like sitting like two minutes. They're trying to drive down the field. They end up not using the timeouts in the first two um, with opportunities where they could have, and like thirty seconds come off the clock each time. And then they're finally able to to get down the field in like a fourth and eighteen wild play throw from Zach Wilson set up like a 50-plus, 55-plus yard field goal, and they miss it. But they would have had right. like 30 seconds left to do something had they not had to use the timeouts effectively. So um, I think that's worth noting. Loving the Lions coming back. Loving Dan Campbell coming back. Um, right. And they still are going to have like a numbered one, two, three pick in the draft because they traded with the Rams. And the Rams are terrible this year because of injury. Golly, yep. the, Lions, the Lions are set up. They knew what they were doing. <laughs> Let's run Absolutely. through these next, few, uh, these next three games I think we can run through. Steelers beat yes. the Panthers. We, I called that. Did you go? Who did you go? I think I went Steelers. Um, okay. Chiefs, uh, Texans, Chiefs. Uh, a lot more competitive than I thought it would be. Yeah, exactly. They were exactly. playing. Um, but, you know, Chiefs ended up winning. Falcons, Saints. I think I called the Saints on this one. Um, and, and you I called call, the Falcons. Because I had hope. I had hope, Barry. Yeah. You can't fault me for having hope. Um, no, I mean, Desmond Ritter looked like a first time NFL QB. He, he was 13 for 26. He was only 50% completion. Um, he threw for 97 yards. Um, Tyler Algier did look great though. Um, 17 rushes for 139 yards. That's really, really good. He averaged 8.2 yards a carry. So I'm liking our young, uh, 
running back, maybe Desmond Ritter, maybe that was first game jitters. Maybe he'll get used to the pace of the game. Maybe he's our guy. Or maybe we use our high draft pick to draft another QB. Who knows? Yep. Uh, Cowboys, Jaguars, um, this, this being an AFC. Yeah, this this being an AFC, you know, uh, team or an AFC South team, you know, I've, I've been rooting for the Jaguars this year. I think they're looking pretty good. I think Trevor Lawrence is looking like that guy. Uh, I think Dak Prescott just just choked. I think he choked. Um, I like the Jaguars' defense. I mean, you saw the final pick six play, right? Yeah. To end the game in overtime, off the helmet, kind of crazy. But I'm happy for Trevor Lawrence, but I'm, I'm really happy for Doug Peterson, right? He was at the Eagles right. when they won the Super Bowl. He kind of got ousted, and I'm liking that he's been able to make his comeback. I think Trevor Lawrence is really coming into form. They got a good defense down there. Um, and they right. control their own destiny because they still have a game with the Titans and they could win the AFC South. The Jaguars could win the AFC South. Yeah. I never thought I'd I never thought I'd hear that, but I honestly I hope they do. Yeah, me um, too. Me too. The rest um, of these it, we'll Cardinals, talk, Broncos, Broncos. Cardinals, Broncos. The only news is another QB down for the Cardinals. Colt McCoy gets injured. Trace McSorley comes in. Um yeah. Broncos are able to win. Um, it means nothing because the Broncos are still only four and ten, and say or actually they, I guess they'd be five and ten now because this was week fifteen, is that right? All right. No, they've had their they've had their buys, so they're four and ten. So you know, still only four and ten. But um, I, I do think that's worth noting that another QB down for the Cardinals, and the Cardinals were eliminated from playoff contention. Um, so that's yep. another thing worth noting. The Raiders Patriots at the end of the game, right? What did you you saw the final play, right? You had to. I didn't. Uh, you didn't, Barrett. You didn't see the final play where I knew that they were talking about it, but I, okay. I didn't see it. I might have been mourning still. Well, let me walk. I, you, I was mourning for a while. Let me walk you through this um, while I try and pull it up for you. Um, Patriots Raiders final play. Uh. It is like last few seconds, right? They have no time left. Um, they're just going to run out, or they're going to do like one last uh, throw, and they're going to. Here it is. Let me just check. So, can you see this? Ramondre Stevenson yeah. runs. They're trying to do the lateral thing. Jacoby Myers does this for some reason, right to Chandler Jones, who obliterates Mac Jones. This was the final seconds. So the Patriots are like, you know, we'll try, have a chance, and hopefully. We make it into overtime at worst. Um, yeah. And at best, we score a touchdown. Well, somehow the Raiders got a win. And this was not, even though Mac Jones may not have had a great game, this was not his fault. Uh, Jacoby Myers said after the game he was not supposed to make that throw. Um, that was not what was called for. He was trying to make something out of nothing. And uh, right, Barrett, that was bad. It was bad. Yeah, I see that now. I, I heard about it. Uh, didn't really, you know, see anything else on it. But uh, it knocks the can... it knocks the Patriots down to seven and eight, um, and or sorry, seven and seven. So their 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 chances at the wild card spot are dwindling. But the Raiders are trying to fight into wild card contention. We'll move on. Titans lost to the Chargers. That helps the Jaguars and AFC South. Chargers still fighting for um, that AFC spot that wildcard spot with at eight and six because like the Chiefs are going to win the West. Bengals make the comeback against the Buccaneers, 
the only thing worth noting is there is this is Tom Brady's first time ever losing after holding a 17-point lead. Um, so yay, Bengals, because this made my NFC South even more of a dumpster fire, which gives the Falcons at least a, <laughs> a snowball's chance. Um, Giants hold on against the Commanders. Yeah. <laughs> and um, did they clinch? No, they're they they need a little bit more to clinch, but they're they're looking set. It kind of set those two teams apart because they were coming in tied um, record-wise. So that was big. And then the Packers beat the Rams. We both called that. Um, It being in Green Bay and such and the Rams being terrible. The Rams are eliminated from playoff contention. They're also the first team to um, have a 10-loss season following a Super Bowl loss. Our Super Bowl win since the 03 Buccaneers, just like some not some good, some good parts of history you don't want to make, you know, bad parts of history. Right. Let's, uh, let's try to run these, run through these pretty fast. Yeah, we'll go through uh, these real fast. I think there's only a few worth mentioning. Jaguars, Jets, Jags. Jags, yep. Falcons, Ravens. Call the Ravens. I'll, I'll, I'll abstain. Lions, Panthers. Lions. Lions, Seahawks, Chiefs, 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 Saints, Browns, Browns, oh, Saints, Brown. You're wrong. Um, Texans, Titans. Oh uh, wow! I'm gonna call. Yeah, I'll go Titans. Bengals, Patriots at in I'm Foxborough. Go, I'm gonna go Bengals. I'll, I don't. I honestly don't know. Uh, I'll go Patriots just to be opposite of you. Giants, Vikings. Uh, I'm gonna go Vikings. I want to go Giants. Vikings show some weak spots last week. I'll go Vikings. I'll go Vikings. Bills, Bears, Bills. Bills, easy. Commanders, 49ers. I got the 49ers. 49ers. Eagles, Cowboys, possibly without Jalen Hurts. Uh, with Jalen Hurts, I'll go Eagles. Without, I'll go Cowboys. I think I'm gonna go um Cowboys. Cowboys want to win on their home turf. Dak Prescott's gonna do something. Their defense is good. Right. With or without Jalen Hurts. Raiders, oh. Steelers. Uh, I'll go Raiders. Raiders, yes. Come on, Raiders. Make a bounce back. Josh McDaniel's a terrible coach, but maybe something will happen. Packers, Dolphins. Uh, I think Dolphins win this handedly. Dolphins, easy. Broncos at Rams. Let's ride. Broncos. Yeah, let's ride. Uh, and uh, Russell Wilson will be back this week. Buccaneers, Cardinals. I'm going to call Buccaneers on here. I agree. I mean, especially if Colt McCoy and Kyler Murray are out. I don't believe in Trace McSorley. Buccaneers, even though it pains me. Um, Chargers at the Colts as the last game on Monday night. Uh, I'm going to go Chargers here, but I just like – I have a feeling in my stomach that the Colts are going to randomly pull something out of their butt. It's going to be the Chargers, and it's not even going to be close. Um, and the Colts are going to get embarrassed on national TV again. Um, by the way, the Colts just signed linebacker Cameron McGrone off of the Patriots practice squad. I don't I think that's going to help them beat the Chargers. No, I don't think that they're going to win. I just feel like the Colts are going to end up getting some sort of hope at the very end or at the very beginning or the very end. And the, I just, 
against like we beat the Chiefs when we definitely should not have. We beat like some of these teams that we've gotten close to beating or beat. It just shouldn't have even been close. So the Colts just love pulling something out of their butt just to just to give everybody hope and then let them down. Anyways, how many times uh, can you say pulling something out of your butt? In, I, in a, I'll a, say it a million in a cult segment. <laughs> I much. say we. Uh, I say we move on to brackets. Right. Okay. Brackets. This, this week uh, is going to be the most evil people. Yes, we uh, we had a big we had a debate prior to the show that I'm just going to give you a little bit of a privy to about whether or not serial killers should be on this list. I kept arguing that they were just as evil, but didn't kill as many people as a lot of these uh, historical figures. Bear were arguing, yeah, but they're super evil, um, which felt like a weaker argument in my mind. But um, <laughs> so we don't have a lot of serial killers on this list. Um, I, I I wouldn't call any of these people serial killers. So that is uh, – oh, finally that thing went off my screen. I had, I had this thing that was blocking half my screen this whole time. So I find, I just had to run my mouse over and it went away. So anyways, I'm sure. Uh, sorry, I'm sure we'll see serial killers in some other bracket. Yes. But, uh, not this we, one. We can do that. Uh, there might be some names on here that maybe you're not familiar with. If you're not a student of history, we're going to give you a brief rundown on them. But just to let you know, I don't I'm I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to go into all the gory details of all that these people did. But they did some horrific stuff. Horrific. Right. Um, we gave there's a few people that have a buy, so I just wanted to go ahead and uh let you be privy to them. Right. Adolf Hitler gets a first round buy, and Mao Zedong, Joseph Stalin, Pol Pot, Kim Il-sung, which is the oldest of the Kims, in case you're not aware of that. He's the one who started the North, started the Korean War. Saddam Hussein and Genghis Khan. They all received first round buys, and so we'll we'll see them in the second round. But we're going to start out with uh, oh two Germans that will one of them will have to face Hitler. Uh, Doctor Joseph Mengele, also pretty sure known as the Angel of Death, if I'm not horribly mistaken. Um, Doctor Joseph Mengele performed. <laughs> Uh, surgeries and experimentations on people captured during the Holocaust, specifically Jews. Um, pretty evil guy. Um, thought he was advancing medicine and science. It was really just torturing people. Adolf Eichmann was one of the major leaders in the Nazi party, and he was responsible for um, a large part of the final solution, as it's known, um, and was heavily involved in the planning of transporting the prisoners, specifically Jews, during the Holocaust. So Barrett, Adolf Eichmann, I would say, is probably more responsible for more deaths. Um, right. Definitely responsible for that whole mass extermination. But Joseph Mengele did some pretty twisted things, um, sewing twins together, rem- separating Siamese twins, you know, weird stuff, um, swapping feet and hands, and just just trying to... He's experimenting on human beings. So you tell me which right. one's more evil, and then and then I will uh, I will give you my opinion. I'm I'm gonna preface this entire argument with this one thing that I, I believe heavily in. I think you are I think your evil level goes up so much more if you 
if you exclusively experiment on children or exclusively kill children or a big part of your thing is children. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's a certain level of that because you can hate you you can hate people that are adults because adults have done things. Adults have have made terrible mistakes. Adults have been terrible things, but hurting a child with their level of innocence it is so much worse to me. So you want mingle? I'm going to go mingle. Well, this 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 aligns with your serial killer argument is even though it's less people, you find his his being more evil, which I can agree with here. Um, I think Adolf Eichmann's a bad man, um, but I I don't know if it's going to matter because uh, Adolf Hitler's next. And despite your argument, um, right? So I'll, I'll let I'll let Mingle go through next. We have Ayatollah Khomeini and Elizabeth Barth Bathory. Um, Ayatollah Kham- Khomeini was a leader in Iran and or Iraq. I forget. Oh, my gosh. I always forget if it's Iran or Iraq. Anyways, he was responsible for the Iranian Revolution. So it is Iran. He was responsible for the Iranian Revolution. He wouldn't uh, accept terms of peace with Iraq. And so basically started the Islamic holy war in the Middle East, which killed about 2 million people. Um, despite this, and despite the his stringent um, Sharia laws um, that he instituted, well, despite his stringent adherence to Sharia law and his punishment for breaking it, which involved torturing and killing people, he still was beloved by many in Iran when he finally passed. Elizabeth Bathory, you know a little bit more about her. You want to talk about Elizabeth Bathory? Uh, Elizabeth Bathory, uh, sometimes called like the female Dracula. Uh, her acts involved a lot of blood. Uh, she killed many, many young women, uh, forced them to eat their own flesh, drink their own blood. Uh, she then drank their own blood and bathed in it uh, because she felt that it would give her eternal life. Uh, I learned a little bit about her. She's just she's just another one of those like weird English rulers, uh, and definitely evil. I mean, I had told Kamini. I think I think we had this discussion beforehand about whether or not you think you're helping your people, right? I think right. I the Ayatollah thought he was in some way helping, and it he was adhering to what he thought was an act was the religious law. I think Elizabeth was just sadistic. And I, I agree with that one. And Please. also was one of our only women on here. I think that gives her another edge. But I think that, I mean, just listening to you describe her, it sounds a lot more evil than what I was describing. Right. I agree. Elizabeth right. Bathory, for sure. Um, let's go to Queen Mary versus Leopold II of Belgium. Leopold II was um a ruler in of the free state of congo um he made it seem like he was going to help the people in congo but ended up killing many of them he killed over 10 million congolese which was about 50 percent of the population um along with another half million dying to starvation and diseases so just just all around, not a good guy, I'd imagine, when you commit genocide and murder half a population. 
Um, Queen Mary, you know a little bit more about Queen Mary. You want to? Uh, queen Mary, uh, obviously, she was the Queen of England. You might know her more as uh, as Bloody Mary. She killed dozens and, and hundreds of people. Uh, just just kind of a terrible person. Um, if we were doing a bracket on how scared of them appearing in the mirror when I was in a dark bathroom as a child, uh, Mary what, would win. Bloody, Bloody Mary would win over Leopold II. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'd be a little less scared if Leopold II showed up in my mirror. Um, but I think that he was he was a little more evil. Um, See, I don't know. If that guy showed up in your mirror, what are you thinking? <laughs> uh, I'm not thinking that, that he's going to come out of the mirror and grab me. I think he's going to talk with me about, like, ideologies and stuff like that and then maybe kill me if I don't agree with him, but. But Queen Mary, I think <laughs> I was just a little scared of her as a child. He killed Leopold, killed a lot more people and just more. I mean, all for just like money and power, like people that he had no relationship. He was supposed to be like the colonial leader. I think Leopold II moves on. As much as I would love to see a, a Queen Mary versus Elizabeth Bathory, oh, you know, two, two evil, yeah. uh, evil English rulers, but, uh, you know. Next, we have Jim Jones versus Edie Amin. Jim Jones was um, he's listed as an American preacher and political activist. Um, basically, he had a commune in Guyana, and he orchestrated, how did you put it, putting cyanide in the Kool-Aid? He orchestrated a mass murder-suicide at his commune. Right. The the largest mass suicide of all time. Um, I mean, it, like I said, with the children, it goes back to feeling a little more evil. He he forced, you know, he forced women to drink cyanide. He forced women to give their children, small babies, cyanide um, and killed them all. Uh, well, it, it feels like less of a suicide and more like a murder. I think the only suicide is the fact that he also drank it, right? Uh, I I want to believe that the reason that he committed suicide, I want to I want to say that the reason that he committed suicide is he believed that he was about to be captured, and uh, yeah, just this one personally irks me a good bit because um, I've watched a documentary on it, and there's a there's a clip out there where you can hear um, you, you hear the last moments of these people mm. and, and mothers, you know, giving their children poison, poison. and it, it, the sounds of that never get out of your head. It's, it's incredibly evil. Um, but you, you can talk about it. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't sleep on Idi Amin if I was you. Um, President uh, Abodi had gone to Singapore to attend a meeting uh, Idi Amin then took control of Uganda, promising that he was going to bring prosperity to it. He declares himself president, and as a dictator, he was known as the Butcher of Uganda. Um, yeah. He was known as for his claims to be a, as being a cannibal. He claimed to be a cannibal. He mutilated uh, some of his wives, um, <laughs> doing things with their limbs and such, and uh he killed people by throwing them uh, to the crocodiles and having them um, rip limb for limb. 
um, by crocodiles. And overall, it says uh, that between 1971 and 1979, he probably killed and tortured around half a million people. Right. Um, um, my and, stance and on I, this. I guarantee you these were not all adults. <laughs> right. This is this is what I'll say. Um, Jim Jones, obviously an awful, evil person. Um, however, I, I think he was more estranged than he was evil. I mm-hmm. think he, obviously he was evil, but I think in his mind, he was doing something good. Although it was evil, in his mind, I think he was doing something good. Um, I so think obviously, Amin knew what he was doing. I think he wanted power, right. he wanted control, he was trying to kill dissidents, and he was a torturous murderer. And he killed a lot more people than Jim Jones. So, right. if you don't have any qualms with Idi Amin... I don't, I don't. I mean, qualms with him moving forward in our tournament. Please have personal qualms with Idi Amin. He was not a good guy. Right. Right. <laughs> I had personal qualms with everybody on this on yes. this board. Don't condone any of this. Um, the next one is, uh, I, I can't even begin to. Do you want to try to pronounce a French name? I can't see this. Maximilian Maxim- Robespierre. Oh, Maximilian. Uh, this is Robespierre. Robespierre. Maximilian Robespierre. Uh, I believe he was he was French, and he was the guy. He was the guillotine guy. If I'm yep. not, uh, he created the guillotine. If I'm not you're right. He created the guillotine and was instrumental um, voice in the French Revolution. And he basically decided that there was to be no mercy or grace shown to any of them. That the best way to handle the French uh, aristocrats and uh, monarchy and such was to kill them using his guillotine, which then later on he was executed without trial in the same way with a guillotine. I believe uh, I believe uh, the history of the world, I guess, a uh, YouTube video that I love watching says it best. Uh, he got angry and cut everyone's head off until someone got angry and cut his head off. <laughs> yep. That, that's, um, basi- that's basically it. Joseph uh, Coney. Yeah, Joseph uh, Coney. Uh, he was a big, if you remember uh, the videos in 2012 called Coney 2012, he scared me a lot as a child, even though he didn't live in the same country as me. Um, he was essentially a warlord um, who led a child army. He would he would break into, you know, houses and he would force children to kill both of their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and induct these children into his child army where they would do uh, his bidding, essentially. That's, that's basically, I mean, he's accused by these government entities of, like you said, abducting children and becoming child soldiers, but also sex slaves. Approximately 66,000 children became soldiers, and 2 million people were displaced by his forces between 86 and 2009. Um, so, uh, I, I don't know. I think Joseph Coney. Yeah, I'm, I gotta go with Joseph Coney. The children thing again. Yeah, you, yeah, you just children are innocent. I know. I think uh, I'd rather have my head cut off than you know be forced to kill my parents. Now, also making this list are another one of the Kims, Kim Jong Un, which is the youngest. He's still ruling over North Korea today. There's an argument to be made there that he is just continuing on what his grandfather started and right. maybe doesn't see the ills in it, but I do ill. Uh-huh. Kim, Sil- Kim Il-sung. Yeah. Um, 
But Kim Jong-un, I think it's hard not to see. I think it's hard not to see. I mean, I've listened to um, a podcast. They were interviewing um, a girl that escaped from North Korea. She talks about the the mounds of dead bodies that she passes by and the lack of food and all this. Like, you can't not see this. But he's going up against Emperor Nero. Right. Do you um, want to hit on Emperor Nero a little bit? Wow. It, I honestly, this is... All, this is a little easy for me um, to pick Emperor Nero here. Uh, I think Emperor Nero was a was an emperor in the Roman Empire, I believe yes. it was. Um, and a, a big thing that he he did, you know, he burnt down a lot of he hit a lot of things with fire. Um, he would burn people alive. Uh, the biggest thing that he would do. Um, uh, against Christians, he would burn them on upside down crosses. Um, and I believe it was because he thought that uh, they couldn't get into heaven if they were burnt, if they were uh, crucified like that. That that is some of the most evil acts uh, that that I can think of. I mean, burning someone on a cross, um, on yeah. an upside down cross, believing that not only you killed this person but that in the afterlife they will also be, you know, tortured. Yeah. I think it was, uh, it was pretty, I mean, murdered every member of his family and uh, burned down cities, boiled people, crucified, like you said, impaled, burned, stabbed. I mean, as much as I do think Kim Jong, but I I think Kim Jong-un un is, uh, he's carrying over something else that someone else started. I think Emperor Nero started a lot of this. Now, granted, Caligula did a emperor's, uh, Nero's is it Emperor Nero's dad? I guess um, started a lot of this, but I will say Nero. I'll agree with you, Nero. Right. Um, two Russians, um, Vlad the Impaler and Ivan the Terrible. Vlad the Impaler is who a lot believe to be the basis behind Dracula. All right. Right. His name was Vlad Dracula. I yes. Uh, he, well, he was known as Vlad Dracula. Um, he did cruel acts. He killed about uh, where he when he was prince. He killed about 20 percent of the population between 1448 and 1462. And he liked to impale victims. You were talking about cults pulling something out of their butt. He liked to impale victims through their butt um, until it came out of their mouth. So, again, pretty gruesome. Uh, a German pamphlet once read this. I, I'm going to read this only because it'll affect you. The German pamphlet once read, he roasted children whom he fed to their mothers. Um, yeah, I think that, <laughs> that constitutes as an automatic win, but I do. Uh, I know a lot about both of these guys, mostly from Epic Rap Battles of History on YouTube. Yeah. Um, where, where he said, uh, I butchered men, women, and children like cows put more meat on swords than fogo de chow um so i think the terrible I, was also pretty terrible though um he, he was used... i know a lot about him from epic rap battles of history as well <laughs> i wish they still um, made those i was looking the other day I don't think they, they made do one in a while they haven't made one in a while uh, they I just should... made one uh indiana jones versus laura croft okay i'll have to look at it if, if you have any sort of uh Affinity for animals. When he was a kid, Ivan the Terrible would throw animals from the top of tall structures. 
Um, and he killed his own heir to get to the throne. He impaled people, beheaded people, burned people, strangled people, fried people, blinded people, and disemboweled people. Um, more than 60,000 people were tortured to death because of him. Right. But, I don't think that beats uh, burning children and feeding them to their mothers. And then feeding <laughs> and feeding their mothers to the husbands um, is something I, I left out of there. So, yeah, Vlad the Impaler, Vlad the Impaler for sure moves on. Um, let's see if we can. I think this next one's easy again. I think for the same reason Kim Jong-un didn't make it past Kim Jong-il, who is the middle of the three generations. Um, Kim Jong-un's father is not going to make it past either because we have Osama bin Laden. Osama bin Laden, now partial to as Americans, but I think Al-Qaeda did a lot of stuff outside of just the Twin Towers, um, plane crashes right. and stuff. Um, Osama bin Laden orchestrated, I mean, he's a terrorist and orchestrated a lot of damage, not only for foreign countries, but also for uh, Middle Eastern countries, for Afghanistan and for people that weren't looking to be part of terrorist groups, but were looking for peace. Unless you have a qualm, I think Osama bin Laden beats Kim Jong-il. And also, he pirated video games. Yeah. I was reading, I was watching what a documentary a on him the other day. Yeah, I, I was watching a uh, documentary on him the other day and about the stuff that they found on his laptop. And he had like hundreds of pirated video games that he would play and hundreds of pirated movies. Um, he, he really liked to watch, uh, he watched Cars and ants um he, he also he also uh he had a lot of uh anime and uh explicit anime content i don't know if that'll help him next round when he faces one of our uh one of our big dogs but uh I mean, adding adding a pirate, adding pirates. We won't we'll talk about what type of pirate because then that might demean a little bit. But we'll just add pirate to his resume, and that might help him continue to pass on into the most evil man in history. Last battle of the first round is Heinrich Himmler, another Nazi, another major figure in the Final Solution in the extermination of Jews um, versus Emperor Caligula. Uh, so Caligula was bad. <laughs> Yes, Caligula. Uh, let's see. Do we have a? Uh, do we have some some info on him? On Caligula or on Heinrich Himmler? Heinrich Himmler. We'll go I'm, him first. Both. Um, Heinrich Himmler was the head of the SS, which was the secret police. He was the brain behind right. the Final Solution, according to most. Um, he ordered the killing of obviously about six million Jews, um, a lot of Russians, two to five million Russians, and many other groups. Um, and it is believed this is this is an interesting tidbit, but not verified that he made furniture from the bones and skins of the victims. Uh, yeah, that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he he was. Um, I I don't know what Caligula has to do to um pass him but probably the same thing as his son but yeah um let's see caligula i was trying to i had an article pulled up earlier now i can't find it let's see he killed a lot of people um he wielded his power 
he was he's considered one of the most insane men in history um because of some mental illness that he dealt with and some stuff like that yeah i i just don't think you beat uh you know mass genocide yeah i'm sorry caligula uh, that we didn't give you a fair shake because you know couldn't find all your all all the death tolls for you but i still don't know if you're beating Himmler killing some 14 million people. So, right. All right. So we start back in the second round. I think the second round is, I think there's only a few that it's going to be a real big discussion. Um, I think our first round buys might get passed, but we may surprise ourselves. Um, Hitler, Adolf Hitler, to be precise, versus Dr. Joseph Mengel. Dr. Joseph Mengel's an evil person. He experimented on children. I think Hitler's worse. You can prove it right if you would like. Nope, you don't have to. You don't have to go any farther. Hitler takes that. I will say um, Hitler's going to run into some hard times um, in a minute. But Elizabeth Bathory, you know, bathing in the blood of children and stuff like that, versus Leopold II killing fifty percent of the Congolese, several million people, all for money and power. Leopold II uh, killed more people, but Elizabeth Bathory did the terrible things you were talking about. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to have to, man. She killed. I'll, I'll I'll agree with whatever you say. It says she killed hundreds one. of girls and women. Um, she's. I mean, it, I will this say, is a point where do the do the acts of evil outweigh the the sheer number? Yeah, At what point do the amount of people you've killed overtake uh, the, the way that you killed them? Yeah, I also think that. I mean, Elizabeth Bathory is one of the few that were that are classified basically under the name of serial killer. Right. And made it on our list. So I am definitely okay with her losing Leopold II, who killed more just for the sake of it. Um, right. She thought the blood was the fountain of youth, I guess. So I don't think that gives her a buy, but I, I think Leopold II moves on unless you have any. Yeah. Other. I, I can agree with that. Okay. Kim Il-sung, who started the Korean War and um, led his country into what it is today. This is the, the grandfather, this is the oldest generation. This is the one who started the communist regime in North Korea that led to starvations of decades and decades and decades and generations of people that are still suffering today. Versus Idi Amin, who, um, like I said, butcher of Uganda. Was it Uganda? I think it was Uganda. Um, yeah. butcher of Uganda, and so just I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, this it's, one, it's, this one's pretty easy to me. Okay, if it's easy, um, you, you let me know then. I think I think Idi Amin wins this. Really? Um, Kim Il Sung. I I think, think because they thought they were helping Kim this. Kim, okay. Not that it's okay. No, 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 that's um, okay. Sorry, that's it's not as bad, not as evil. Right, it's not as evil. Um, it like being a terrible leader does not yeah. mean you're evil. Um, being evil means you're evil. Okay. Now and you think Idi Amin meant to do what he did, so he's evil. I agree. Right. He's more evil. All right, we'll go with Idi Amin. First, first upset there. Um, with Kim Il Sung not making it. I thought Kim Il Sung because he's sponsored like you know now 70 something years of torture 
But moving on, Joseph Coney versus Pol Pot. Now, we talked about Coney a little bit in his child army, which is going to be hard to beat with you because we know you like um, or you hate. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get uh... – It's so hard. <laughs> let's to be careful around um, that. Uh, but I want to read you about Pol Pot because I've always thought Pol Pot. Pot. I've always thought Pol Pot was very interesting. Um, here's a picture of Pol Pot for your for your benefit. Cambodia was the leader of the Cambodian Revolutionary Group, um, and he orchestrated the genocide. One of the only people in history to orchestrate mass genocide on his own country. Now they'll do it against like political dissidents in within their country, kind of like a Hitler situation. But the only one to be like, nope. I just want to kill all of my own people. He did this while he was a prime minister from 76 to 79. He killed roughly around 2 million people, um, about 25% of the entire population. He also apparently liked to keep the skulls of the people he had killed, and he went as far as ordering – this will help Pol Pot's resume – ordering babies to be torn from limb to limb, from limb by limb. So okay. Pol Pot – Tried basically, he was trying to kill the entire population of Cambodia to restart the Cambodian people. Um, right, which has I'll, to be I'll, one of the most evil things in history. Right, I'll go ahead and 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 tell you. Uh, I think Pol Pot takes this because Joseph Coney killed children. Um, Pol Pot killed babies, so <laughs> babies and children and people and adults. He killed them all. He didn't discriminate. And Joseph Coney didn't actually kill that many children. He just made them as soldiers and slaves. So, you know, still pretty evil. <laughs> still pretty evil. All right. So, Pol Pot so we get, uh... Stalin versus Nero. So, we've talked a little bit. You know, we thought Nero was going to be one of the worst. Um, but Stalin, dictator um, from 22, 1922 until his death in 53. Right. Um, he reigned terror and violence. He led to. Um, his decision again. This is this is decisions led to a famine that killed millions. So that's part of the uh, kind of assuage the evilness in your mind. Um, his decisions led to a famine that killed millions. He killed families of people who were fond of him. Um, basically, uh, under his rule, more than one half million German women were raped, and in all, he killed easily over twenty million people. The uh... I think one of the things on his resume is his own son got locked up in prison and he had him killed. So, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's just another thing on his evilness resume. I mean, and, and for him to say one death is a tragedy, a million deaths is simply a statistic. Right. Kind of shows the, the sociopath mindset. Now, this is not to say that Emperor Nero wasn't bad. I just think Joseph Stalin was just as bad and killed a lot more people. You want Stalin moving forward? Or did you? I mean, I know you um, didn't like Nero. No one likes Nero. I'm, I think that Nero was, was a more evil person. Um, you think Nero was I, more I evil? Think that, I think that his, he had hatred. Um, he was, he was, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say for me, but he took his hatred farther with the people that he hated, not, not necessarily the amount of people, the torture and stuff, his hatred, like, yeah, Joseph Stalin often sent them to 
um, to camps to die in the cold or to freeze to death in, in the Siberian. Evil. That's tundra. pretty evil. That's pretty evil. But but how how much more evil is what Nero did? You know, burning people on on upside down crosses and okay. and the things that he boiling them. How about this? How about we let the Stalin Nero debate lie, and we'll come back to it after we finish the rest of the second round. All right, awesome. Vlad the Impaler, Dracula, um, versus Saddam Hussein. All right, so we talked about Vlad the Impaler. We talked about all the terrible things he did. Um, but we've not talked about Saddam yet. Saddam, dictator of Iraq from 79-2003. Um, he authorized countless attacks on people. His policies uh, probably killed around 2 million people. He ordered chemical attacks, eye gouging, beatings, and severe shocks on people. He also – this is the evil part to me. He, this is the evil part. He recorded the tortures and deaths so that he could watch them later. Yeah, that is that is extremely evil, but also something that I feel like Vlad the Impaler would have done if he had. Yeah, uh, yeah. If he had the equipment, I agree. Uh, I, I think, in, I think another upset easy. here. Yeah, Vlad the Impaler, I think, wins this. I also think Saddam. I mean, he killed political. He killed a lot of people. He was an evil person, but I think he, the policies that killed people. He thought he was helping his country. So right. Vlad the Impaler moves forward. Another upset. Genghis Khan versus Osama bin Laden. Uh, this one is easy to me as well. Uh, Genghis Khan? Yeah, I think if if you are in, I think what it is, 75% of, of Asian people uh, in today's world uh, have their, their DNA. Lineage. Yeah, because he raped because you people, raped yeah. so many people that yeah. that makes you more evil. He was the emperor of Mongolia from twelve oh six to twelve twenty seven. Um, it's believed that his men would be forced to drink the blood from their horses if they were out of water. His army killed about fifteen million people in the Iranian plateau. A total of about tw- it's a large number because it was so far. It was a it's a wide range because so long ago, but total about twenty to sixty million people died during his reign. Yeah, and I'll tell you this: um, this is something that kind of uh, goes along with his evilness. I was watching a documentary uh, a few weeks ago, and nobody knows where he was buried. Yeah, because he had everyone that went to his funeral killed. And then the people that killed the people that went to his funeral, when they got home, they were killed. Well, and see, that's it's very interesting. And that's the reason Mongolian Empire doesn't control all of Asia is because they were all all of his officers and stuff and soldiers were forced to come back for his funeral whenever he died. That's why they lost all their territory and then just to be killed, like you said. So pretty evil guy. Um, then we're going on to Heinrich Himmler, who obviously part of the um, Final Solution Nazi Party versus Mao Zedong. We'll talk about Mao Zedong uh, real quick. Mao Zedong. This is this is where I think the sheer number of people killed um, it, it takes into effect. Mao Zedong is the orchestrator of the biggest mass murder in all of history. Largest genocide in history, he's dictator of China. Um, although he modernized China, his actions killed about 40 to 70 million people 
through forced labor, executions, and starvation. I will say this. Heinrich Himmler, probably responsible for deaths of 13 million people in some way or another, um, take that number and multiply it by three, and that's the low end of the range of Mao Zedong's number. So if you thought the Holocaust was bad, killing 13 million, try it tripling it. That's Mao Zedong. Um, I agree with you. I don't think it's much of a question. Now, I will say it's interesting because Mao Zedong was thought he was helping his country in a lot of ways and did help his country in a lot of ways. So um, I'd be interested to see when you bring that up since you brought it up with every other person that we've been on our list. But I right. think he beats Heinrich Himmler for sure. Back right. to Stalin and Nero. Back to Stalin and Nero. What do you want to do? I'm I'm just this is where I think that that evil like whoever wins this doesn't matter. I don't think either of these people are gonna make it to the very end. I think Nero has a better chance. They could be but Vlad the Impaler though, so I think it's important. All right, I'll ask you this. I'll ask it this way. Which makes you more evil? sociopath who i attribute more with stalin or psychopath which i attribute more with nero Uh, i think psychopath is worse okay psychopaths Um, tend i I tend to count more as mental illness so i think of them as not necessarily conscious of their choices where sociopaths are conscious and choose to ignore their conscience so i would say joseph stalin's worse uh yeah so i'm okay with the with either of them, whatever, whatever you think, uh, I think they're both obviously evil people. Whoever you think is, is going to pass on. I'm okay with putting up there. I do Stalin. Stalin killed a lot of people. Stalin was worse than Hitler as far as numbers go. So how he doesn't make it into the, at least, you know, the final eight is ridiculous. So right. Stalin, the farther we go in this, uh, the farther we go in this bracket, the more, uh, the, the less time it takes to figure these out because it really weeds out the weak ones from the from the really really strong contenders yeah we have hitler versus leopold ii leopold ii obviously killed 50 percent of the congolese um and adolf hitler killed about uh was responsible for killing about 13 million people and was responsible not only for that but i would say for starting world war ii so um and all the millions of soldiers that died then if you don't have a qualm with moving hitler along i don't think he's found his match yet I agree. All right. We're going to move Hitler along. Sorry, Leopold II. You're not the most evil man in history. Um, Idi Amin versus Pol Pot. I think Pol Pot. Yep, I agree. Pol Pot I mean, takes this easily. Uh, Pol Pot's one of the worst in the world. Like, I honestly, I think he should be. He could beat Hitler. Could beat Hitler. Stalin versus Vlad the Impaler. Again, we're going to go off huge numbers with Stalin versus really sadistic, tortured, evil thinking with Impaler, with Dracula, Vlad the Impaler. So what are we going to have the same debate we just had with Nero? I think so, but uh, just saying they don't call Joseph Stalin Joseph the Genocider or Joseph the Starver. Yes, I, I, I want to – I mean – Vlad, Vlad the Impaler is known for being for doing evil things. That is his main thing: is that he is known for being evil. Joseph Stalin is known for for you know having you know having the effects of like genocide, but like his his immediate sed, like sadicity, however, whatever you say that. Um, his sadistic nature. I yeah. mean, but he still would kill his own 
like high-ranking officials just to show that he was still in charge. His, parano- his decision led to the famine that killed millions. He was responsible under his rule about one and a half million German women were raped, and he killed over 20 million people. And Vlad the Impaler did kill What's Vlad tw- the Impaler's death count? It, there's no numbers. It just says about 20% of the population. Obviously, this is in the 1400s, so there's a lot less people. Um, his sadistic personality and cool acts done to the people of Wallachia. Um, Wallachia. Wallachia, where he reigned as prince three times. He killed about 20% of the population. I, I, I forget he roasted children and fed them to their mom and then fed the moms to the husbands. And then he had them all impaled. Yeah, that, that train, to me, really really takes him i will say the 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 one of the websites we're using to like get all this information it ranks stalin above by the impaler if that means anything to you it doesn't i, know. I think they ranked the, the 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 number i think they they value the number higher than the acts that's the big argument for this one okay so you want why the impaler to move on i believe so because we're going to run to the same thing again. Genghis Khan and Mao Zedong are both going to be numbers. Mao Zedong. Okay, so yeah. I'll do Vlad the Impaler, but Genghis Khan versus Mao Zedong. Um, I think Genghis Khan was bad, but I, again, Mao Zedong. Sure numbers. Yeah, I think they both... This is a, both of them were responsible for, for mass murders. Both of them were doing it quote unquote for their country, Mao Zedong just did it more, just killed more. Okay. Sheerly just more people. That's where numbers gets you, you know, it it's so many people. One that I think I, it's not as easy as Hitler's been having, Pol Pop. I am gonna go ahead and say that if I'm looking at most evil men in history, when I think of Hitler blaming the ills of World War One and Germany as a country on about 13 million people, a lot of them being Jews and right. Russians and all this, and then killing them where Pol Pot says, I want to kill all my own people to restart the Cambodian people. And he succeeds in doing that for about 25% of the population, uh, about 2 right. million people. And he had babies tortured and ripped. Blood for, I, I think Pol Pot, I think Pol Pot's worse than Hitler. Uh, I'm going to agree with you also on the fact that I think Hitler, Hitler was evil and there's no doubting that, but was he more disillusioned than evil? Did he actually believe the things that he was preaching? It is a big debate. Yeah. Or or he's being fed things by his people. He also is a lot more removed from the actual things than Pol Pot. Mao Zedong versus Vlad the Impaler, probably our most sadistic, um, twisted man versus our sh- biggest numbers guy. This is the debate you've been setting up because you refuse to let Stalin beat the Impaler. So you go. You, you, you're. I'll, I'll give my opinion. I'll let you go first, though. Do you think the probably the worst sadistic versus the largest numbers of genocide in history? Man, this this gets into the mind of people. The mind of people, it, it this is the hardest thing. 
are you I'll try to put this in today's term. If you were to someone on the street, if you were to rip all their fingers off and torture them for for 20 days until they died, is that more evil than let's say not pulling a fire a fire alarm? You know, yeah. on purposefully not pulling a fire alarm leading to like in a school leading to the death of everyone in that school. That but, That's kind of how I feel. But that's not what Mao Zedong did. He didn't just let them die. He forced them into labor, which had them, which right. worked them to death. He had he f- proposed executions. He executed millions of people. He ordered the executions of million people. He had them killed. And then starvation is one of the worst ways to go. Talk about torture starving to death yeah um, I, I, I don't policies. think the i i don't think the mental anguish was as bad as you know seeing your child be fed to your wife and then your wife being fed to you and then you all dying i didn't i think that's the most mental anguish but if we're talking about total amount of suffering endured Mao Zedong takes that Mao Zedong's the most evil man one of the most evil men um Again, I think we're getting up to the top two. It's the final two, and which is good timing. And I think uh, we just talked about how Mao Zedong did all these terrible things. I think the fact that Mao Zedong believed that through this forced labor and through these communist policies that led to starvation, that he was helping his country. Where Pol Pot also thought he was helping, but he's like, I want to wipe everyone out of my country. I want to kill them all so I can restart with this new regime. I think Pol Pot's worse. He ripped babies limb for limb. He has the numbers and the, the sadist nature. If you, yeah. if you want to go Zedong, you can. I don't think Zedong I, is. I think he's bad. I, don't, I think Pol Pot's evil. I think Mao Zedong was was a, a not a worse person, but Mao Zedong was a worse person, but less evil. I think Pol Pot was more evil, and a, you know, comparatively better person. So Pol Pot, if that makes sense to you, I, I'll I'll let Pol Pot go through. Uh, so that that means that Pol Pot may have um, to face salt and pepper in a few weeks. It, Pol Pot might have to face salt and pepper. And um, I want to make clear that it is – I think we made this pretty clear last time, but apparently some of some of our um, listeners did, did not understand. Salt and pepper, like the spices and seasonings, right? Not not the rap duo. That's what not, I was talking about. You were talking – That's Okay, I was making sure you weren't talking about the rap duo this whole time. And I don't think the rap duo would have beat <laughs> peanut butter and jelly or anything like no, that. They, they wouldn't have made it out of the first round, so – um okay well pole pot you got anything else uh, man man i mean that's heavy topics uh obviously these were all evil people i even the people at the beginning of the bracket who easily lost um are are evil yeah um it, it's hard to rank sheer awfulness it's hard to rank something like that but uh 
you, you know, for the for the sake of this, uh, we chose who was more evil. But the gap is the gap is much shorter than than you want to than you want to believe. The gap between the people that that won up till the end and the people that lost the very beginning is short. I do appreciate that when we were making this bracket, that we could not come up with the same volume of names as we could with duos. But there's not like people that were that magnitude of evil throughout history. Right. You know, millennia couldn't come up with the 32 names. So I think that's, that says something about humanity. Maybe. (sighs) Wow. I mean, it's a, it's a heavy topic and it's going to be something that, uh, that, that you got to think about, but, uh, I mean, I hope, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast, uh, plan on keep doing it. Uh, if you have any suggestions for, uh, other brackets, you can leave it wherever, um, YouTube is going to be the best place. We got email right. attached to it, encompassingpodcast.gmail.com. YouTube's going to be the best place to comment. Um, a lot of your other podcast services like Apple and Spotify, you can't comment on there. So go to YouTube, look at the YouTube video, Encompassing Podcast. Um, leave a comment. We've got comments turned on. We'll, we'll be checking those regularly. Right. Tell your friends. And, uh, yeah. yeah. All right, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Bye. Oh, yeah.